Oh man, this week's pre-show shot of tequila is hitting me particularly hard today, so that might be your guys' tough shit. Before we get started, raise your hand if you are as shocked as I am that Wednesday was renewed for a second season. Welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast, everybody. My name is Matthew Kitson, or if you'd like, MK Ultra. Right up top, I was wondering how long it would be before I would have to do this. I need to apologize and make an adjustment over something I said in last week's episode. I've said this before, I often talk first and think second. So eventually and understandably, this is bound to happen. I'm always open to the idea that something I said might be an issue and I'm never afraid to do a course correction when necessary. And it came to my attention that this is one of those situations. Luckily, I really believe this one is a relatively quick fix. Last week, I told a very innocuous story about Mrs. What's-Her-Name and I going to one of those jingle-up-my-ass Christmas light situations and having an issue with children aimlessly paying zero attention to where they were walking. I want to soften that up a bit because I went to Costco this last week and I realized that I was wrong. It isn't children who have an issue with situational awareness. It is everyone, all of us. First of all, I detest nobody more than the people who shop at Costco. Whole Foods, nope. Sprouts, fine. Talk to me about your turquoise crystal collection while we split a kale salad. I would rather do that than have to deal with the entitled turds who shop at Costco. And I know what you're thinking. Well, he's shopping at Costco, so he must hate himself. Yeah, yeah, I fucking do. The whole store is row after row after row of white dudes in blue sweaters and New Balance shoes whose vehicles were 100% backed into their parking space. I don't know what it is about that fucking building. Nobody is looking at where they're going. Like I said last week, kids can alibi themselves out of it because they are kids. As adults, there is no excuse for us. And yes, it is also the largest potato that I have ever seen. It is an obnoxiously large potato. It is not worth you blocking the entire aisle with your cart. I just want to get the three things I actually need and the 16 things that I don't. And probably a churro. And get the fuck out of there. Fair being fair, I am a terribly dancing mayo-enjoying, journey-listening white boy. So I will co-opt some of this blame. But also, I don't own New Balance shoes, and I don't park like an asshole. So I'm probably a little bit cooler, but have a much smaller bank account than the rest of those jackasses. So apologies to all you toddlers listening out there for singling you out last week when you are only a small fraction of the issue. I gotta think bigger. I've always had such a problem with that. Oh man, you guys, we are going to need to find a way to end this episode with all of us having a cup of hot cocoa and a giant soul train line together because there may be a few fist fights in the streets when this shit is over. But you can bet your last money it is going to be a stone gas, honey. R.I.P. Don Cornelius. Shit, if I remember correctly, I think he died by suicide. Check on your friends, check on yourselves. For all of you young bloods out there, the way a lot of people know Soul Train is that it was the show that came on 
at the end of Saturday morning cartoons at like 11 a.m. But I was one of those weirdos who watched Soul Train because I thought the outfits and the dancing were fucking awesome. Every time I look back at it, I realize I really was kind of a weird fucking kid. Before I get to the fighting words, I wanted to talk about Barbara Walters a little bit because I really admired her a lot. Barbara Walters actually reminds me a lot of my grandmother. Forward, opinionated but respectful, brilliant, speaks her mind. I was sad to hear that she died last week, but I'm grateful that she got to live it, you know? She did it. She she made it to like 92 or 93. As a journalist and an interviewer, I always liked and respected her more than any of her predominantly male robotic counterparts. She seemed like she was more down to earth and a little more fun, but also was very capable of busting your balls in the blink of an eye. Those are my favorite kind of people. I knew Walters the most from The View, <laughs> which I am slightly ashamed to tell you that I watched when I was a kid, when it first came on with all the original hosts, who are, God, the one shred of heterosexuality I have left is hoping that I can't name the original host of the show off the top of my head, but I'm going to fucking try. Oh my God, I'm going to be able to do it. Okay, Barbara Walters, Meredith Vieira, Joy Behar, Star Jones, who's an asshole, and Debbie Montanopoulos. God damn it. After I'm not recording, I am going to watch the butchest John Wayne movie that I can find. I don't even know why I wanted to watch The View, but when I first saw commercials about it, I knew that I wanted to watch it. I usually identify with women better than men. I'm better at talking to women overall, and I'm not very good at, like, men stuff. Is that bad? I've gotten a lot of shit for that in my life. Don't get me wrong, there is nothing better than going to the bar and bullshitting with the boys. And you would think that you would have to watch out with what you say around women, especially these days, but never underestimate the ability of a bad bitch to appreciate a good pussy joke. But I digress. Barbara was a pioneer. She was fearless. She was personable. Barbara Walters was the best of us. I have just a quick note from the Dildo Chronicles. Barbara would be so proud. This week has been a very average, boring week of selling vibrators, butt plugs, and vibrating butt plugs. Thankfully, Christmas music has been mercifully taken out of rotation, and we are back to the usual boring adult contemporary garbage that I had become accustomed to before the holidays. Blessed be. The playlist, however, got a little bit of an update. And somehow, without my prior knowledge or personal approval, multiple Nickelback songs have been added to the rotation. One thing that I like about this job is that everyone comes in with a relatively good mood. It is nothing if not fucking refreshing. We don't take returns of any kind in the store because Ew. So taking that aspect out of the equation makes the job a lot less negative. What officially moves the job into the positive territory is that the people I talk to who are shopping are there to come. Or they're there to help someone else come. There are orgasms involved with whatever purchase is being made. People are in a good mood. Here's the thing. How am I supposed to sell sexy shit to someone that puts them in a horny mindset when fucking 
How You Remind Me or Photograph is playing in the background. Whenever I hear Nickelback, my pussy starts drying up. Anyone who happens to be shopping in the building has no chance. I said it during the holidays and I'll say it again. Music is so important to creating a mood. I don't want to hear Nickelback. I don't want to hear Celine Dion. There is not a lot of sexy Canadian music now that I think about it. Bare Naked Ladies, Rush, Joni Mitchell, great music, total boner killers. One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies is the best song to sing along to while you're driving to the next errand that you barely want to do, but it will not put any ants in your pants. Tom Sawyer is the official dad rock, pass the blunt, Neil Peart is the best fucking drummer on earth tune, but probably not the best option for back shots. I assure you that my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, will start a fight with me over that sentence. Next time she and I get to business, I can already hear her put on 2112. You fuck me to this or you don't fuck me at all. Her dad would be very proud. And look, I will do what I have to do. If she puts that on, it's gonna happen, but I'll probably be done before the end of soliloquy. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that joke. That joke was just for me. All right, I can't delay this any longer, which is probably what I'll say during soliloquy. Oh man, I'm having some fun. Are you guys having fun? I'm having a good time. Well, <laughs> I'm about to put an end to that because there is no getting around it. It is time to dive into the things that we hate that everyone else likes. First, a gargantuan thanks to everyone who answered the gold star question from last week, which is, it has to be damn near all of you. I got by far the most responses I have ever gotten to a gold star question. Literally many dozens of answers and I am absolutely ecstatic. I'm not even going to be able to get to all of them in this episode. I'm going to get to as many as I can. If this is any indication of where I am headed, I could not be fucking happier. I am floored and a little worried that I might be wrong about the New Year's Eve resolutions after seeing everyone show up like this. But for reals, you guys, I got so many answers and I just fucking loved it. Please keep it up. Thank you so much. Now, I am torn because this whole thing centers around all of us bitching about things that we don't like, which is inherently negative. But also, as it turns out, there is a lot of stuff that a lot of us collectively don't like, and that sort of brings us together. Life is weird because this whole shit show would be nothing without you guys being a part of it, I'm going to start with some of the things that you guys sent me, specifically the repeat offenders, the ones that kept coming up again and again. In first place, that came up many, many times with a thousand apologies to the basic Ugg boots wearing, bottomless brunch attending, charcuterie board loving, Ticketmaster hating bitches out there, it was Taylor Swift. And when it comes to Taylor Swift in this particular conversation, there is a lot to unpack. So lube up and do your Kegels, fellas. Because just like ogres and parfaits, there are a lot of layers to this one. First, people hating Taylor is exactly the shit that she talks about in most of her songs. It feeds her. I feel like she can somehow sense me talking about this shit and is using it as emotional fuel to write even more songs about how many people hate her and how she can't stop selling concert tickets. My own relationship with Taylor Swift is a complex one. I spoke 
at length in an earlier episode about how her last album, Midnight's, is fucking brilliant. And I stand by that 100%. I am not backing down from that at all. It's still in rotation. I still think it is fucking great. Her music, as a thing, I have no real problem with. Whenever her stuff comes on at work, which it does, a pant load of her songs are in the work playlist rotation. I am always singing along to them. As an artist, there is no better compliment that can be given than that. She is amazingly talented. She works her ass off. She deserves all of her success. I talked previously about how Adele is the singer that I was in a relationship with and then put her in the friend zone because she can't seem to change. Taylor is kind of the opposite of that for me. Taylor is the singer-songwriter version of a friend with benefits. She shows up, we do what we do, we order some greasy food from whichever company wants to pay me for ad time, we watch something on Netflix, she leaves. There is no long-term commitment, no deep dives, mostly because just like one or two other girls I've broken it off with over the years, I don't want to hear about her fucking cat. No bullshit. I've I've had to I've had to end it over cat conversations. Taylor is such a huge fucking deal that her cat was in the news last week because it was reported that her cat, which I will admit has the coolest name ever, Olivia Benson, is worth $97 million. I don't even know how the fuck that is possible. And like I said before, I have no desire to get close enough to find out. Basically, what I'm saying is that I have a love, hate, don't give a shit relationship with Taylor Swift. I love her a little, I hate her a little, and she doesn't give a shit about me at all. Another singer that got a few votes is Beyonce. First of all, you will respect Beyonce. She is our queen. I like Beyonce a lot, and I respect everything that she has done. She is a trailblazer, and she has been the blueprint for so many singers and rappers that have come after her who are unapologetically trying to be like her. She's one of the few people that nobody in the entertainment industry picks any kind of fight with, which considering how negative and shitty everyone in the business is, makes her a fucking unicorn. She's kind of perfect for this question because if you don't like someone, you don't like someone. It doesn't mean that they don't have talent or redeeming qualities. And even I will admit that sometimes, depending on what she's doing, I'll look the other way for a minute. While I do like Beyonce a bunch, and I will not apologize for that, I'm not drinking the flavor aid just to drink it. I am just as critical about people, places, basically nouns. I'm just as critical about any kind of noun that I like as I am of things that I don't, maybe even more so. Not so fun fact of the week, by the way, for those of you well-adjusted normies who might not know, the term drinking the Kool-Aid refers to the mass suicide in Guyana in uh, 78, 77, 78, I'm pretty sure it was 78, when 900 members of the People's Temple drank poison at the instruction of Jim Jones. The popular theory was that the poison was mixed into Kool-Aid, but it was not Kool-Aid, it was Flavor-Aid. Or it was Kool-Aid, but Kraft Foods paid a fortune to keep the Kool-Aid name out of it. All's I know is that I hope it wasn't grape-flavored. Imagine the last thing you drank being grape-flavor-Aid. I just hope they loaded it with sugar. Something else that came up several times in several ways from several of you fucking haters is 
holidays. And I don't necessarily mean Christmas, even though that one was brought up. Halloween was also brought up a few times, including matching Halloween costumes. Let me break off really quick to talk about matching outfits in general. Whenever I see a couple wearing matching outfits of any kind, and I'm talking full on matching exactly the same everything, or even those shirts where one of them says my boyfriend is hot and the other says my girlfriend is hot or whatever, I immediately picture the guy in the relationship sitting on that cuck couch that they have in every hotel room watching his girlfriend in her matching outfit getting railed by some dude which is great if that's what you're into but i get the feeling that any guy who would wear that matching outfit that is that obnoxious would have no real choice in the matter i've been asked several times to do something like that not the cut couch thing but the matching outfits and i will be the first to admit that when i'm in a relationship and i'm in love I am most certainly a little bit whipped, but that specifically is the line. Unless you played Black Widow in several Avengers movies and to a lesser extent, one of your own, that's gonna be a no from me, dog. All right, back to the whole holidays thing. I feel like everyone has that one holiday that they really like and then that one holiday that they really don't. When you shuck it down to the cob, holidays are just an excuse to celebrate whatever tradition you associate with it. If there isn't much of a tradition associated with it, it doesn't really matter. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad or sad thing. It probably ends up with people saving a lot of money. Now, if they don't like the holiday, but they're still stuck partaking in it, that is either going to be prison, family, or if you're extremely unlucky, both. Because as Vin Diesel has taught us nine excruciating times, you never turn your back on family. And as stand-up comedy in the 90s has taught us, you don't turn your back in prison because apparently everyone there wants to butt fuck you. Quick poll question while I'm thinking about it. If there's anyone listening that's been to prison, AtomicSkullPodcast at gmail.com. How many times did you get butt fucked when you were in prison? Let me know and I'll give the results next week, including your full name and address. After those things in particular, there's not too many answers that were in common. I had someone tell me Harry Potter was on their list and someone tell me Game of Thrones was on their list. And then my own brother, my handsome, lovely, sexy, newlywed, sweetheart brother, I found out doesn't like comic book movies. And yes, I have to call that out specifically because that one hurt. He and I are in a fight right now officially he also doesn't like milk which i don't think is super unique i know a lot of people who aren't big fans of milk but the fucking nut bar eats his cereal dry which is ironically the first step to becoming a full-on comic book movie villain i think baron zemo eats his cereal dry but with all three of those nerdy things there wasn't a hell of a lot of bile being spewed about them they just don't fucking get it they just didn't like it they're bored with it how do you argue that I'm a fan of all three of them, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, obviously comic book movies, but that doesn't mean that everyone has to be. There's plenty to not like about all three of those. The last season of Game of Thrones alone was like Andre the Giant cutting a huge fart and then walking out of the room. It was a weekly installment plan of me being more and more pissed off until the finale made me want to drink poison Kool-Aid. Fuck you, Kraft Foods. All right. Let's get to the fat shit portion of the show because a lot of the answers involved a bunch 
of food things. And the stuff y'all don't like is wild. I'm gonna see if I can do this as sort of a lightning round. First is pumpkin spice. I have nothing to say and no comment to add. My contract with pumpkin spice requires that I only defend it from August 15th to December 1st. I've got bananas. Specifically, as I understood it explained to me, bananas. Not banana flavoring. Banana flavoring is fine. Something about the consistency of bananas, I think. We all have that one consistency that creeps us out. For me, if it's in my mouth, anything cottage cheese adjacent, tapioca, rice pudding, anything like that, bleh. as far as touch is concerned for consistency, wet bread. I don't even know why. Even thinking about it right now and talking about it, it's what I imagine non-weirdos feel like when they watch The Human Centipede. Meanwhile, I laughed my ass off at The Human Centipede. That movie was fucking ridiculous. Someone did say mashed potatoes. I'm not telling you it's always easy to be accepting of other people's preferences. I'm telling you that it is necessary. That one is definitely one of those I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed kind of moments. I got seafood twice. I don't know how universally liked seafood is, but it's a reminder that I haven't had sushi in hours. So I'm about due. I also had someone tell me specifically sushi was the one they didn't like. Sushi, it's kind of like doing butt stuff. You need to work yourself up to it. And even then it isn't for everybody. The last one that I got and it was the one that was the most out of left field was popcorn. And I have no jokes here. My first instinct was that popcorn isn't universal. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that everyone likes it, but they're not really obsessed over it. It's kind of like the Foo Fighters. I love a good kettle corn, but I'm only having it if it's in front of me. It's not a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm not gonna go searching for it and then eat it in the parking lot 90 seconds after it was handed to me while I'm crying and telling myself what a piece of shit I am. Oh my God, you guys, I just realized I should do a whole thing where I compare different bands and artists to different food. Tell me that wouldn't be the ultimate fucking me thing. It's music centric and a food metaphor. If I could somehow find a way to work tits and shitting in public into it, I might never talk about anything else again. For serious though, let me know if I'm onto something with the whole food music comparison thing, or it's just my pre-recording shot of tequila talking. That does it for the edible lightning round. I am going to do a quick cleanup of the last few random things that I thought were particularly juicy. I got a Will Ferrell, I think Will Ferrell is the Taylor Swift of comedians. Half of everyone loves him, half hate him. I am literally both. I could do a whole episode with nothing but complaining about and praising Will Ferrell. I had the same person send me these next two things together, Las Vegas and swimming. What is crazy about that is how awesome the pools are at Vegas hotels. I'm not quite sure if that's ironic. I was alive in the 90s, so Alanis Morissette completely fucked my perception of irony. And then I had someone talk to me about reality TV. And I want to agree with that. Like every good part of me that I actually like wants to be on that boat. I hate reality TV. But deep down in places that I don't talk about at parties. 90 Day Fiance, you guys, it is so awful and I love it almost as much as I hate myself. And then 
there's reality cooking shows. Those shits count. Chopped. Anything where Gordon Ramsay activates my daddy issues by being really mean and then really nice to people. One of the all-time greatest shows to fall asleep to in the history of ever anything is The Great British Bake Off. If you take nothing else away from this episode, remember this tip. This is your little bit of extra bread for the week right here. If you are in a situation where you cannot get to sleep no matter how hard you try, turn on The Great British Bake Off. That show is so goddamn relaxing, Bob Ross would be proud. The last thing I wanna mention is the specific list of three that my sister, Georgia, sent to me. You all remember Georgia from episode 16. If you haven't heard episode 16, do yourself a favor and go back in the timeline to hear two non-practicing Jewies drink tequila until we start screaming at each other about penises for some reason I still don't understand. Anyways, Georgia says hello everybody. Her three things that she doesn't like that everyone else does like starts with bacon, which I have gone over at length several times about how much Georgia hates bacon and freedom. The next thing that she doesn't like is movie theaters. And when I read that, I will admit I got a little heated, but this is her argument about that. And I'm not gonna lie, y'all, she's got a point. Quote, I don't like the idea of going to a small room with a bunch of loud strangers sitting in a chair that's never been clean and probably been farted in a trillion times just to see a movie that I can watch in my bed a few months later. Also, the snacks are criminally overpriced, end quote. First of all, kudos to that one. Second, where's the lie? And lastly for her was sporting events. I'm not a sports guy but I can dig seeing like a live sporting event maybe once or twice a year. It makes it extra nice because I don't really give a shit who wins. You know who wins? Whoever it is that I bought the $22 beer from, they're the ones that win. So I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you guys. And the thing is, I'm not really sure which is which. So you guys are gonna have to decide. Firstly, which might not actually be a word, because I got so many responses to last week's Gold Star question. There's not enough time this week to get to the things that's on my list. So I'm gonna have to make this puppy a two-parter and we are going to go over my list next week. Thankfully, that gives me a stay of execution before all of you whoop my ass. Nextly, which is definitely not a word, I have this week's gold star question for you guys, and I am going to flip the whole fucking thing we've been talking about on its head. For this week's gold star question that I want you to reach out to me, I want you guys to tell me three things that you like that everyone else seems to hate. I know there's gotta be a few of you black licorice eating, Spider-Man 3 watching, Limp biscuit listening motherfuckers out there who love it when they hear Chanel West Coast laugh. Reach out to me in all of the ways, keep that New Year's resolution, keep that energy going because I wanna get all the responses. We are going to break that all down next week and I'm gonna give you both of my responses to both gold star questions and then you guys can officially hate me as much as i hate myself let's do a best and worst of the week before i get out of here best of the week this week is damar hamlin hear me out 
wait on me for just a second on this. The best of the week isn't about what initially happened to him. Of course, he was in the middle of a Monday night football game when he got up from taking a hit and then immediately fell back on the floor. That video was terrifying. What is good and is sort of what happened because of it. Like I said, I'm not much of a sports guy, but you can catch me sneaking some football now and again, or as the rest of the world calls it, hand egg. We don't call it hand egg here because I'm pretty sure in the States, hand egg is what Adam Levine calls it when a groupie cups his balls while he looks at himself in the mirror and jerks off. But I totally get it with football. A bunch of sweaty, hot daddies, roughhousing, and then patting each other on the fanny. Very butch fellas. But lately, most of the shit that makes the highlight reel is the worst part of the sport. Fighting on the field, fighting in the stands, choreographed touchdown celebrations. Shout out, by the way, to basketball, one of the most underrated comedies out there for nailing the whole excessive celebration thing two decades ago. When Hamlin went down, the bullshit stopped. There is this beautiful, powerful picture of players and coaches from both teams, like they all take a knee and pray for him. And I'm not really much for religion, but like I've said before, whatever it is that brings people together, gives you peace, gets you through the night, I'm 100% for that. And his recovery since then has been remarkable. He woke up, he asked the doctors who won the game, he zoomed into a team meeting, he thanked everyone on the social medias, he posted a thing just today showing that he was going to watch today's game with the Bills. What an incredible fucking story. I don't often feel genuinely uplifted because reality is too shitty for that, but this one actually got me in whatever is left of my heart. The worst of the week is snow. Snow has caused a lot of the shitty shit from this last week. I'm not really sure who Ken Block is, but I saw a lot of pictures of him with those really fast cars. So I think he does whatever that is. And I read that he died in a snowmobile accident, like at his home, which is fucking tragic. And then Jeremy Renner got half chopped up and crushed by a fucking snowplow. It looks like he's going to make it, but it made me think of two things. One, at some point, actors who play superheroes are going to die. And that is going to be a sad fucking day, especially the original Avengers from the first movie. All of those actors have this weird crossover into reality where they don't just play Avengers in movies. They are Avengers. Weirdly enough, Renner made it into that bracket on a technicality. <laughs> the other thing I thought about, dude is rich beyond belief. I know he was doing a good deed and helping someone and that's awesome, but that shit is way too dangerous for me. I can't imagine he knows that much of his way around a snowplow. If I had renter money, even if it was emergency, I would offer top dollar to the first snowplow expert that can get there and safely help whoever needed it. I think his leg is shredded into a million pieces, but I'm not sure. In that video he posted, dude looks like he is on more morphine than a 90s grunge singer. Was that too soon? Did I overdo that? I can never tell. Well, on that note, I think it's gonna be about time for me to hit the old dusty trail. 
I look forward to hearing from you fucking rebels and your unpopular opinions about things that you love that everyone else doesn't. Next week, I'm going to report back to you guys. So send me all of the answers for that in the DMs, Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com. I'm super excited to dive into that. The answers this week were all over the map. So flipping it around, I think it's going to be just as exciting. Now, there is a lot to choose from in this episode when it comes to Song of the Week. I could go Nickelback or Rush or 90s Grunge, and all of those would be the perfect amount of cheeky, particularly with how I was referencing them a little earlier. But I've actually kind of had Don Cornelius and Soul Train in the back of my head ever since I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. So I think I want to do a song that would have been on the show. This is actually like one of the ones where I don't really have the song specifically picked out yet. So I'm kind of doing this on the fly. I also want to stretch my funk muscle, which sounds way inappropriate when I say that out loud, and do a little bit of a deeper dive. Like maybe do a song a few of you haven't heard before. So this week's song of the week, I think I'm going to do, oh, you know what I want to do? I want to do FOP. F-O-P-P, FOP, by the Ohio Players. And if you don't know that song, check it out because it is a mother funker of a tune. It is funky as shit. I know that there's some of you out there, when I say FOP, are thinking, I'm a Dapper Dan man. And if you are thinking that, shout out to you for knowing Oh Brother Where Art Thou, one of my all-time favorites. Do yourself a favor and listen to FOP by the Ohio Players. It is on the Atomic Skull podcast, Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify, ready to funk you up and listen to the rest of the music that's on there. I love it. I picked it. Of course, I fucking love it. I really think there's a lot of them that you guys will love as well. And with that, I am going to turn y'all loose. I hope everybody is doing well, having a great January so far. And please do not forget to subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. If you are not subscribing to get notified of the weekly episodes, please do that. Follow me on Instagram at Atomic Skull Podcast. If you have already subscribed, make sure to give me five stars as well on Spotify, on Apple Music, on both. I am looking to expand to more podcast mediums and situations as soon as I figure out whatever the fuck those things are. Thank you guys again so, so much for listening, for supporting, for answering the questions, for everything you do, all the conversations we have. As always, it means everything to me. Next week, You guys have my word that you are going to hate me or your money back. So be sure to tune in because who doesn't like getting mad at some opinions that they listen to that they disagree with? And you will definitely be disagreeing with most of it, I assure you. Thank you guys so much. Apologies to my mother-in-law for all of it. And how are you doing?